0: You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at Eastsidesf.com. Now enjoy today's sermon. First of all, I wanted to thank all of you, especially Pastor and Miss Jett and this church for a gracious invitation for us to be here. And uh, when uh, the first time he we talked and uh, kind of planned uh, about coming here, the first question I had was, "What will be the weather like?" <laughs> and uh, he said, he he assured me. Actually, he said, "Just a couple of jackets, this light jacket yeah. will be fine." Yeah. And uh, well. You know, boy, he was wrong. Yeah. You know, so uh, this week, it's so funny. God has a sense of humor. And, and we were trying to get away from all this bad weather and go back to India. And, but God just brought us in the middle of that slush and, and snow and, and all. Uh, but we are enjoying it. But I think it's a requirement of this missions conference. All the missionaries need to make a snow angel yeah. before we leave and take a picture. Uh, that's what they said, told me today. So uh, be ready for tonight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, but anyway, it's wonderful to be here. I wanted to. Uh, we are very appreciative of everything you have uh, done for us, given us. Um, the meals, the family hosted us, and and going to host us, and and everything we want, to, and also we appreciate all of your those who wrote us, and uh, I tried to write back, I tried, and because we were on the road, and so as it came in, we tried to do it, and if if I miss it, sorry, and uh, but uh, we are so thankful that you did that, all the gifts and the accommodation, food. Uh, and everything, we really appreciate that. And uh, continue to pray for us. Two prayer requests, real quick, uh, before we uh, get into the the message this morning. Uh, first of all, pray for us. We will be traveling back to Oklahoma tomorrow, and pray for everyone. I don't know all the plans, but but Reckman has a short trip, and uh, you know the crab trees are flying, and we are driving. So. Pray, pray for us as we uh, make our trip tomorrow morning. Sometime I'm going to look at the, the road first to start traveling. And usually I like to go early, but I don't think we will be doing that tomorrow. And uh, secondly, pray for our son, Abishua. He's in Bible college, as I mentioned. Uh, on Monday, which is tomorrow, uh, he's having his driver's test Uh, in Oklahoma City, and the weather's supposed to be bad, but he's hoping because of the bad weather, they will give him a license. Uh, But I don't know. Uh, But anyway, pray for him as he's taking the test. Pray for us as he's taking the test. You know, that's important too. And so... Uh, so pray for, uh, so he will have his license. And so uh, we, we were praying about it because of COVID. Uh, the COVID. All the the testing agencies and uh, all the uh, uh, people, it was closed down. So, so he was able to secure a, a time uh, tomorrow. So hopefully he will be able to make it. And so pray for that also. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, we'll be looking at, I hope, you know, it's so wonderful to preach the first preach, uh, the, the being a first preacher, because you can actually preach and, 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 and any message God lays in your heart. Maybe, you know, the second or third preachers may have the same passage of scripture, and but hey, it's good to preach the first time. I, you know, I like to see the faces of some preachers sometimes, you know, I said, well, I was going to preach it, but too late, you know, type of, so anyway, Luke chapter 11, it's a very familiar portion of scripture, let's stand as we read just two verses from, we'll be looking from verse 1 to 11 because of time, I'm not going to read it all the way through, and, but, um, uh, uh, we will read from three, four, and five. And he entered into the, sh- one of the ships, which was Simon's and prayed him that he would, uh, thrust out a little from the land. And he, he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into deep and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have told all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Father, we come before you this morning time. And as this mission's revival comes to a conclusion and this, this day, uh, we just pray that you anoint uh, all the messages today that you uh, will speak to all of our hearts. And give us the unction to preach the word of God. We are just vessels and instruments in your hand. And Father, please take this message and bless it. Give it back to us in Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen. You may be seated. Real quickly, I I just wanted to explain about this situation here. We all know what is happening. But I wanted to look at this particular passage in the perspective of an ordinary man. A, a, a normal person. See, Simon Peter was a, a normal man, an a ordinary person living a normal life with a regular occupation, a job. You know, his job was fishing. He was, he was not nothing extraordinary about this person. He was a, just a fisherman doing his job that particular day. But the situation here is he was so disappointed that morning. Because all night, he tried to catch fish to provide his for his family. You said, how do you know he had a family? Well, I don't know about you, but in India, to have a mother-in-law, that means he needs to have a wife. And so he had a family. And so he was just working so hard to to uh, to catch some fish, so he sent sell it and provide for his family. But that particular day, that night, he told all night, but did not catch anything. So he was just like you and I. You know, we were, so many times we are disappointed in so many things in our life. Sometimes losing jobs, sometimes financial problems, sometimes so many things will come against us in our daily life. And we have to make a decision what to do. Maybe disappointed when you hear a message. And that is particular morning, a group of people walk toward his ship. And I like this pastor. I don't have time to explain all of it. But he we can see here is a person called Jesus just walking onto his ship and sitting down he said just would you thrust it a little bit to the, to the interior and to the, the, the lake and then he said he started to teach didn't even say hello to Peter you know he's tired washing the internet. It, you know, he could have said I'm tired would you go somewhere else so I can go to sleep he didn't say hello. He just sat down. He started to teach the people. Then he told Peter, he said, why don't you let down your net? You know, start the conversation. But you have to understand that at some point that the person was distraught at heart. That day something happened to his life. He became a fisherman to a fishers of men. And there's a, it was a pivotal point in his life and what happened why did his life change how did his life change just the le- reason his life was changed because of just a person called jesus of nazareth that particular day came into his life We can know that all of us can relate to that same story. You know, the reason we are here to be called the children of God, to worship the living God, because we were just like Simon, disappointed in our life, living according to this world. But I praise God, one day, a person called Jesus of Nazareth came into our life, and that is why we can be called the children of God. And so, but something else happened here. And, you know, here, an ordinary person, not known by anybody, just a fisherman, fisherman became somebody. His first preaching, 3,000 people got saved. The reason for that is he had a mentality to say, at thy word, I will do it. At thy word, I will do it. We know this morning we need somebody who will have the same kind of attitude and heart. Who will be coming and say, God at thy word I am willing to do something for you. And you know, I know these. All these messages are tied. You know, it kind of interconnected. I don't know if you caught it or not. But it, the same thing idea was uh, given by uh, Brother Crabtree and uh, Brother Ruckman the other day. It's coming together here. You have it to understand, God is trying to do something to Eastside Baptist Church. Eastside Baptist Church, God is going to speak to some hearts today. I'm not saying through my message, it may be throughout the day or through this missions revival. Some lives will be changed and God wants somebody to say, at thy word I will do it. And so, what happened here, and in order to do that, you need some, some facts or facets you can learn from this particular five things real quickly. Let me point out, I don't have a time, and but anyway, uh, I'm just going fast as I can. And here, the first thing we can read about is in order to say, At thy word, I will do it. First of all, you need to have willingness in your life. Willingness in your life. What do you mean by that? Here when Jesus came into the the board of uh, uh, Simon Peter and he could have said, you know, you have to understand. There was so many other or at least one more board next to Simon Peter's board. Because James and John was next door. You know, Peter could have said, Jesus, you know, no, no, I don't want your teaching or preaching. I don't want it to do anything. But why don't you go to James and, 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 and John's board and just use their board as a preaching station? He did not do it. But that morning, what he did was he was willing to yield what he had in the hands of God he was willing to give his possession and and also property over to the hands of god so that he can see the blessing of god in his life and this morning the reason why we don't see so many blessings in our life by the living god because we were so involved and and we are so engrossed in the in the worldly pleasures and all the stuff we have in our life right. yeah. you have to understand you know what happens with stuff you know you know so Man, I don't have, uh, you know, he have to understand this. See, Saul, the first king of, uh, uh, of Israel, was, he was supposed to be anointed at that day as a king. And they were looking, see, he was looking for some donkey. And they were looking for Saul. And finally, they could not find him. They found him. You know where he was? He was hiding behind the stuff. He was hiding behind the stuff. The reason why so many times God cannot use us because we are hiding behind the stuff, so God cannot use us for His glory. But this morning, like Pastor Ruckman was saying, I am not against all the stuff, but the stuff should not shield us or so prevent us from God to use us. We will, we should be willing to do something for God. Are we willing to be used by God? You know, first Chronicles chapter 29 verse 5, the uh, David, the King David made a statement, who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? So we need somebody who is saying, I'm going to, I'm willing to, to consecrate my service to the Lord this morning. At thy word, I'm willing to do it. And show here, you know, God is willing to use the foolish things of this world uh, to to use it as mighty things in the hands of God. We know a rod in the hands of Moses forty years was used in the wilderness, and the uh, in a five stones in, and a sling in the hands of David was used to kill a Goliath. In his life, little cake was given to Elijah was enough for sufficiently provision for, for for the widow uh, for throughout the drought in in her life. Five loaves and two fishes fed more than 5,000 people. So, you know, who is willing to give what we have in the hands of God today? Yes. Amen. We may not have much. The song which was sung on Thursday night, cruise of oil was all needed. Five loaves and two fishes was all needed. You know, he took five stones, but there's not so many interpretation for five stones, but I don't care. All those interpretations, but only one stone was needed. In the hands of God it was not David it was not that that little boy it was not you know Elijah which you know when it was in the hands of God it God used it for his glory and his honor but today we need to say I die what I am willing to do it secondly here we can see the willingness I'm still in willingness it said first you have to give what we have in the hands of God secondly we need to give ourselves in the hands of God because still there is a, a question which is a call Throughout the world, who shall I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, and who should be willing to say, who will say, just like Isaiah said, Here am my Lord, send me. Wherever you want me to go, I am willing to go. Wherever you want, whatever you want me to do, I am willing to do. So many times our family or our positions, our possessions, our education may prevent us to take a decision, but don't hide behind your qualification and your, your possessions you have. Willing to say at thy word, I am willing to do it. Thirdly, I am going one thing further. Willingness to surrender our kids, our children to the Lord. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 22. Hannah, whatever she received from the Lord, the blessing she prayed so many years for, or her desire, and she cried and, and been accused of so many things, and but... Finally, God blessed her, and she gave that back to God. Are we willing to give our kids and grandkids in the hands of God? Mm. Surrender them? Oh, no, my kids need to be doctors, engineers. They need to have good position. position. I never had all these things in my life. I was poor and everything. My kids should not lack anything in their life. Mm. That's our attitude, isn't it? My mom and dad had three children first. They prayed for one more boy. They made a decision. If you give me, God, if you give us one more child as a boy, we will definitely give him to you. They named him Samuel. (coughs) You know, I was 15 days old. I was stricken by a disease. They thought I will die. But I'm here preaching to you this morning but I just wanted to make one more statement. I was my parents' faith promise. Uh, Amen. Amen. good. Amen. Who is willing to give that to God this morning? Yes, sir. God is waiting for some faith promises. Yes. Not just the money, right. our children, grandchildren. We need to give it to God. At thy word, I will do it. First of all, we need to have willingness in our life. Secondly, real quickly, let me go forward. Here, uh, at thy word, I will do it. Secondly, in order to say that, we need to be obedient. We need to be obedient. Here, the word of God says that, you know, <clears throat> the conversation between Peter and the Lord Jesus Christ is taking place. And, and Jesus Christ told him, it said, you know, Peter, why don't you let down the nets? And you know that what happened here, I, I can point it out, but uh, but uh, I, I don't have time to explain it. If you just look at the scriptures we said, Jesus told him to launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a, a draft. But what did Peter's answer was, in verse 5, he said, I, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net you know when jesus told them to let down all the nets he had in that 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 ship it's not just one net and it's plural and when we when the obedience came it was a net was drawn into the water or 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 cast into the water i mean and you have it to understand that's the same mentality we have in our life you know when god tells us to do something we like to do it about 98 or 99% obedient but just imagine, later on we know, they had a great catch in their life. And, you know, he couldn't even imagine that catch. It was almost sank that that ship they had. But just imagine what would be happening if he had let down all the nets he had in that ship. And sometimes in, in our human being, our rational mind, we think if that almost sank the ship with one net, if he had let all the dust now, probably that will sink the ship. That is why he did not do it. That's our rational mind. But for the glory of God, let the ship sink. Yeah, right. yeah. What are you holding back? Let the ship sing because God is the one who told us to let, the, let all the nets down. Do it. Do it. Be obedient. Please don't be a Lysol Christian. He said, what do you mean by that preacher? Is something in India? No, Lysol is all over the world, by the way. It only cleans 99.9% of germs. There's only one point, 0.1% still they don't know. They don't know about we are like that. We like to be 99.9% Christians in our life. Be obedient to God. But God doesn't want a life-soul Christian. God wants a true Christian who is willing to say, and at thy word, I am willing to be obedient unto you. Amen. Yes. Good. 2017, after graduation, one morning a young man came to my, my office, my house, they know. I was sitting there. And he came up, he was he's like a very timid, not too outgoing person. He came to see me and I said, I would like to talk to you. And I said, sure. We sat down and talked and he said, the first thing he said, he said, the, sir, uh, the reason why I wanted to see you because I like to go back to my place and start a church. I don't know about you, but I get excited when we start churches. And so I got excited. He said, yeah, yeah, you should do it. When are you planning to go? How are you planning to do it? And then in between of this conversation, I asked him the question. He said, Francisco, how long does it take for here, the southern part of India, to get to your place? He said, sir, I have to be in train for five days, bus for two days. Well, don't all yet. I'm not finished yet and in a boat all day, then two days of walk, I can reach my village. And I said, would you repeat that one more time? I didn't get it. (laughs) And he said, five days in train, two days in bus, one day in boat, one morning morning time, I mean daytime, two days of walk, I can reach my village. And I said, "Uh, did you get the train ticket? He said, no. Did you make arrangements? He said, no. When are you planning to leave? As soon as possible this week. How are you going? And he looked at me and said, I'm going to walk. And I asked him, you're going to walk all this way. Back to your place to start a church he said, yes, I like to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything in my, that broke my heart. I got up, went into my room. I had about, about $50 left for that month, my personal money. I took it, all of it out of my pocket. Gave it to Francisco and said, Francisco, I don't know how much. How, how, how far it, this will take you. But I want you to go. To start that church. Every day he texted me. But he was. He's pastoring a church in Myanmar. Started a church. They have about 10 members in that church. Already Established. Wanted to reach out to that community, other places and start more churches. Because he was willing to say, God, at thy word, I am willing to be obedient unto what you want me to do. Amen. How many of us are willing to do that? Be a 100% obedient Christian, not 99%, but just seeing that five days in train and two days in, in bus or, or, or one day in boat and two days of walk, and yet he was willing to walk all the way to start a church. How many of us willing to take that much risk for the glory of God? For the glory of God. You don't have to be in train five days, you don't have to be in a boat. You don't have it to walk for two, two days. You can still have people around you here who need the Lord. Yes. But who is willing to say, At thy word, I am willing to be obedient? Yes. First, willingness. Second, obedience. Thirdly, here the, <clears throat> the word of God says, the, You know, it involves partnership. You know, here God blessed the life of. Simon, and uh, immediately when he saw the fruit, he did not forget other people. He did not forget the other people. He called his partners around there and said, let's do it together. You know, Faith Promise Mission is partnership, by the way. It is partnership. If you don't understand it, you have it. To, you need to look at the life of Paul. I'm not going to to explain all of it, but the life of Paul, like Pastor was explaining this morning, he said the churches in Macedonia and churches in Philippi, churches of Rome and Jerusalem, and they gave they gave it to other people because of instruction of Paul. That in 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 return, what Paul did was that he prayed for all of those people. It's a partnership. It's a partnership when you are sacrificing your time and your money and your energy to pray and support a missionary in return. What we are doing is we are winning souls for you and we are praying for each and every one of you. It's a partnership. But I just wanted to say this, please, if you cannot pray for a missionary, don't ever promise we will pray for you. If you cannot support a missionary, don't please make a promise, I will support you. Yeah. If you cannot do it, please don't say, I will hold the rope And while you are doing the ministry. Don't do it. It is a bad, I know it is bad in missions conference to say that. It is the fact. It is the fact. Preacher, you know, Pastor Jet may not have me back for another missions conference. I know that for sure. But I just wanted to. This is my last message. So it's, uh, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> if you cannot keep it, don't promise it. Yes, amen. It's helpful. There was a small fishing village nearby. There was a big shipwreck in that ocean. Everybody, it was dark, dreary night. Heavy, uh, heavy rain and, and went, all the village people came together to rescue those who were in the wreck. But they found out there was a small raft, raft in the, uh, the boat and everybody came ashore. They asked the question, he said, is everybody rescued? And, and they said, yeah, uh, except for one person. He is still there, we didn't have enough space in our raft. Somebody has to. The ship is sinking. Somebody has to go and get him. Everybody looked at each other because the situation is not good. The weather, inclement weather, and if you jump in, that's it. But they could not let him perish. May I stop there before I go on? I know I'm a storyteller. I have to take time to do this, but uh, it's just the same situation. Same situation. The people are there. needs to be rescued. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do it because of the situations. Terrorism, persecution, life-threatened sacrifice. Nobody wants to do it. But that's when one person stepped up and said, I will jump in. I will swim. I will get that person, bring him back. And somebody said, well, then he said, only thing you have to do is because of the weather, I don't know, I'll be so tired at swimming that way and back. So why don't you, why don't I tie a rope around me? You hold this end. I will jump in. When I, I, I reach that person, I will grab him. You just have to pull, it, pull me back. Everybody agreed. Jumped in. With the rope, he swam and he grabbed, grabbed that person with the, even though the weather was not nice, the, the howling wind and all that, but they still, they said, did you get him? And, and he, he, he waved and said, yeah, pull it, pull me back. So they rejoiced because one more person is rescued. The last person is rescued. They rejoiced and somebody said, let's start pull. And they said, who holds the other end of the rope? They looked around. They made the promise to hold the rope, but they forgot the rope actually fell into the water too. Instead of one person that day, two people died because the people did not keep their promise to hold the other end of the rope. You know, you may not be willing to jump in We missionaries have already jumped in yeah. to rescue other people where you may not be able to go. Uh-huh. But when you say, I will hold the rope, please keep it. Yes. Amen. Keep holding that rope in prayer, mm-hmm. in supporting, writing once in a while. It is the partnership. It is the partnership. So, at thy word, I will do it. First of all, it's willingness. Secondly, it is obedience. Thirdly, thirdly, it's partnership. And fourthly, you have it to understand this. In order to say, at thy word, I will do it, you have it to uh, have humility in our life. Humility in our life. Here, you know, where P- P- Peter, he when he saw all this has happening, what did he tell uh, Jesus in verse 7 and 8? We can read about it. He beckoned to see, and Peter, Peter saw it. He fell down at the knees of uh, and saying that, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Oh, Lord. You know, the reason why we cannot do the, the, the what God wants us to do, because we are so selfish and we have, proud, we are, we have pride in our life. We, are not, we don't have that humility. He said, God, please use me. Here, Peter said, I am a sinful man. By the way, he already knew he was. Uh, he already met Jesus. It is not a person meeting Jesus for the first time. We know that, those stories, This he already met Jesus. He knows who Jesus is. But still, he had to humble himself before God. Throughout these days, these nights, and today, you'll be hearing many, many messages. So many diverse ways God spoke to your life. But some of you are still holding back. You know why? Because of pride. Yeah. We need somebody like Peter coming before God and said, I'm, I'm nobody, God. I'm willing to do what, at thy word, I'm willing to do it if you can use me. I'm not overly qualified. I didn't go to Bible college. I don't have doctor degrees. I don't have any wealth. I don't have any good shirt to wear. I know, I don't have anything in my life. But God, I would like to do what you want me to do. At thy word, I'm willing to do it if you can use me. Amen. God wants somebody like that this morning, making that decision. If God can use an idol worshiper like Abraham, if God can use a deceiver like Jacob, if God can use an outcast like Ruth, if God can use a, a, a use Jonah, a backslider, if God can use a short-tempered person like Peter, he can use each and every one of us. He can. We are no different than these people. The idol worshipping is, is in that time maybe an image worship. But so many idols we are worshipping in our life today. God can still use you. But we need to come before God and say, at thy word, I will do it. Yes. <laughs> Lastly, the word of God says... <clears throat> The people who wants to say thy word, I will do it, they need to have an attitude of sacrifice. Sacrifice, verse 11. It say that when they brought their sheep to the land, they forsook all and followed him. You know, it's so easy for us to read it and just say, psh, it's gone. But you have it to understand one thing. When they say forsook all, You have to understand, they sacrificed their income. They sacrificed their family because in Matthew chapter 4, verse 21, we can, the sons of Zebedee or the James and John, they left their father in the ship and left it. So they left their family. They sacrificed their time. Then later on in their life, all these disciples, apostles, they sacrificed their own life. Their life. You know, some of the points are coming across what he said Friday night. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to sacrifice our time, our money, our life, our family, so we can go before God and say, At thy word, I will do it. Years ago, I was preaching in a small village in Andhra Pradesh in India. We had two three days of meeting, nights of meeting. One particular night I' noticed that that, that the first night and the second night I 'd noticed a, a, a young lady and an old uh, woman she, they came to the meeting, and she was so enthusiastic and she was going around and and talking to pastor and, and the second night she brought something to the pastor and he and actually I watched him. I watched her and she gave a sack and then she gave some money. And I I asked the pastor what was that? And it was, it was, that sack was full of rice, about ten pounds of rice, about 20, uh, five kilo of rice, ten pounds. And she and she gave about hundred rupees to that pastor. And I said, why did you bring you this? And he said, before I tell you why, I need to tell you one thing. This is the rice harvesting time in Andhra Pradesh. When they go to work, and every day they will get one kilo of rice and 20 rupees as wage per day, early morning to late night. And I said, she just gave you five days of food and five days of money. Why? And he said, so that you and the team can go to her village and tell other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I said, She is willing to sacrifice five days of food, five days of money, so somebody can listen to the gospel? And he said, Yes. We went there next day. That mother and daughter, holy Christians, went around the whole village area, inviting everybody to the center of that village so we can preach to them the gospel. I had the opportunity to preach that, that evening. Time we had so many people saved because one, pe- group, one person was willing to sacrifice five days of food, five days of money. How much are we willing to sacrifice as we make the decision in that faith promise card? Are we willing to say, God, at thy word, I'm willing to sacrifice over and beyond I have not just the money myself. I'm willing to be, I, I'm, I'm, I like to do what you want me to do, a willingness, obedience, partnership, and then humility in my, I humble myself before you and say, God, please use me. I'm willing to sacrifice anything and everything you want me to sacrifice. But at Thy word, I like to do it. By the way, I just wanted to say, God already told us. We don't have to repeat that at thy word. It's redundant in a way. Because God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Right. It's already done. Only thing we have to do it, I will do it. Yes. I will do it. Okay. I will do it. One more story, I'm done. Have We all know the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you... Have ever, never, you know, we don't have a, a, a mentality to look at the author of any songs or the, the music or anything about it. We just sing it. If you look at it, you don't have to look at it now, it will say it's, it is actually this song came from the Garo tribe of Assam, which is in India. 200 years after the Welsh revival, a group of missionaries came to the northeast part of India. They worked among the, tri- the actually the headhunters of the tribes in India. As they were working in a village, and the uh, the son, uh, so uh, the son and his family of uh, the chieftain or the king of that that the village got saved. The whole villagers came together to the king and said your your son and his wife and kids just left our belief and they are following this this missionary's religion what are you going to do about it So the the whole the village came together assembled together the king sat on his throne he had his son his wife son's wife and two children and and in front of them they were accused of leaving their religion and then he had the archers, they, he lined up across from them. And he asked the question to his own child, his own son, only one son he had. He said, son, we know that you just left our religion and followed this missionary religion. Why don't you deny this new belief? And why don't you come to Jesus? Jesus. Um, see, come, to, come back to our religion. And he looked at him and said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. When he answered that, the king looked at the archers. They let go of the arrows that pierced the heart of two of the king's grandchildren or this father who made the decision, said... I have decided to follow Jesus. The second question was asked. He said, son, why don't you just just renounce this new faith and come back? And he said, uh, though no one joins me, I still will follow. In front of his own eyes, his wife was killed. Lastly, the question, third time, he said, son, at least you yourself come back. And he said, the cross before me, the wall behind me, no turning back. As the archer's arrow pierced through his heart, he buckled on his knees. The king ran to embrace his son and said, why did you do this? I don't understand. Even though your life was threatened, your, your family had to die, you're still strong in this faith, why? And that son died without answering this question. But that the whole village went to that missionary, told him what happened. He wrote, he is the one who took these words and came back to the and and, and uh, did this song. He said, We don't understand why this is happening. That missionary sat everybody down, told him about the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole village came to know Jesus because one family sacrificed their life. Today, God is calling somebody saying, would you be willing to say, I will, I will, I will.